The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Back everybody to another edition of MLB EFS Quick Hits. Your Monday, June twenty sixth edition. Hope everybody had a good weekend and is ready for another week of action. We have a six game main slate, a nice little Monday to to get you slowly acclimated to the work week. There's a two game day slate that um, don't play two game slates, please, please don't. Unless you're just going like a few bucks, don't go crazy. If you want, you can go eight game. All day, if you really need that itch. But uh, six game main, you're two game early. Uh, we'll get to it in a minute. Look at the weather; it's hot, hot, hot in Arizona. We're talking up to 112 at one point. Reds at Cardinals looking good. Cubs Nats is just fine. Rangers Indians 30 to 40 percent chances of rain. Keep an eye on that one. Twins Red Sox wind blowing out hard to right field. Um, Yankees White Sox wind blowing out hard to right field as well. Rockies Giants the normal wind blowing out the center in AT&T Park. So not too much out of the norm there. A couple windy spots. Slight chance of rain in Cleveland that would suck if it made it a five game slate, but is what it is. So your totals for the two day games you got Phillies Diamondbacks a total of nine, Reds Cardinals total of nine. When you head to the evening, Cubs Nationals nine and a half, Rangers Indians eight and a half, Twins Red Sox eight and a half, Yankees White Sox ten, Anaheim um, Dodgers nine, and Rockies Giants seven and a half. Let's uh, roll real quick for your two early games: Philly Arizona. You got Pavetta versus Granky. Granky's twelve eight. Pavetta's seventy three. Obviously, Granky's an outstanding play. Uh, if you're targeting against uh, a guy like that, you're you're a GPP player. But um, lefty's 303, righty's 304s. It's pretty neutral if you want to be weird with your Phillies. Nick Pavetta has been really, really, really good of late. Um, sneaky good. He's one of their bigger prospects. Big strikeout guy. D-backs do strike out quite a bit. But uh, Pavetta does have issues with the walk from time to time. You're in chase field where the ball just goes bananas. The second highest total overall in the day is the Diamondbacks at 519. Um, overall, lefty 342, righty's 393. It's a small sample, and I say he's been much better his last two or three starts. 
Arizona at 344, Woba and a 196 ISO, both outstanding versus right-handed pitching. Pavetta, if you're if you're playing two game only, is a good GPP because you want to be really different in those two game slates. But you gotta love like Lamb, Peralta, Goldie, and the normal suspects in Arizona in that one. Cincinnati, like, but honestly, I can see Pavetta doing well. I actually picked him up in some season longs because he's a two start guy this week, and I'm taking that gamble. Uh, it's probably gonna backfire, but uh, his second start's outstanding. So, in the the year of the DL, you must do these things. Cincinnati at St. Louis is rather day game. You got Brandon Finnegan versus Michael Waka. Waka at home, seventy two hundred dollars. Uh, when you're looking at the Reds, they have a da, 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 team total right in the middle at four two four. Lefty's three twenty nine, righty's three forty eight, and the Reds have a great Woba and ISO at three thirty one and one eighty eight versus uh, righty. So Reds definitely in play versus Waka. Finnegan coming off the DL, uh, facing a Cardinals team. That uh, struggles against lefties. 297 Woba, one is, which is below average, and a 133 ISO, basically average. Lefties hitting 288, righties 333 versus Finnegan. Cardinals do have a lot of righties they can throw at you. Gritchick just came back in an absolute bomb last night. You got Piscotty, Pham, uh, DeJong, who we love. You got a cheap Martinez, who's right handed. You got uh, Carpenter, who hit lefties really well. Fowler actually hits lefties really well. The whole lineup. That's why it's surprising that their Woba and ISO is so bad. So if you want to be different, you can go Granky, Finnegan, and then use your Arizona and Cincinnati bats. Or if you want to get really weird, you can go Pavetta, Finnegan, and get a bunch of Cincinnati and some Philly bats. That's the approach I would take. Um, given a walk, I could throw great, there's no doubt. But it's a two-game slate. Just enjoy the start of your week. Let's go to the six-game evening slate. Chris Sale is the top-priced arm, $12,900 at home against the Minnesota Twins. This is the cheapest Sale's been in a few starts. Uh, he's given up three earned runs in three of his last four outings, which is something to keep an eye on. He had five earned runs four outings ago and three earned runs five outings ago. Two, three. He's been giving up runs, but he's also getting a boatload of strikeouts, and he's getting you, he's averaging you 30 points. Even in those last four starts, I mentioned 25-3, 22-4, 35-5, 33-8. As he's getting you nine or more Ks in three of those four starts. Um, the one thing to keep in mind, like I said, he is getting hit harder. He used to be one of the top guys on the barrel board. Now in the last 30 days, he's down to 11th, getting barrel 3.53% of the time. Still in that 30-day period, striking out 30% of the batters he's facing. I'm not saying be that nervous about Chris Sale. Um, the, one, the A couple caveats here. You know, Besides, he's got an outstanding swinging strike rate of 16.1. You know... Low home run to fly ball. Ground ball rate's not bad. Everything's great with Chris Sale. Minnesota doesn't strike out a ton. 19% versus lefties. Uh, second lowest total on the board. Lefties hitting 251. Righties 273 versus Sale. Um, they have an average Woba of 312. Average ISO of 137. Those are almost both below average. The caveat I'm going to mention to you is, like I did when they played the Tigers, some guys had some good history against him. If you believe in BVP, and if you don't, that's fine. Small sample with Sano is 6 for 12, but he's taking him deep with five ribbies. The one that stands out pretty good is Dozier's 11 for 38, four doubles, three home runs, 289 average, but there's some power, extra base hit ability there. Dozier's hit lefties very, very well in his career. So he's a guy to keep an eye on. Overall, though, as a team, they, they've hit 284, the guys that have faced him, but not a bunch of you know long sample sizes that are worth really caring about unless you're just that odd with BVP. But um, 
it's a sneaky matchup against Sale and the Twins, but uh, if you want to use Sale, not telling you not to. Never will tell you not to use Chris. Well, I wouldn't say never, but rarely would ever tell you not to. Next up, Carlos Carrasco, 11-6 at home against the Texas Rangers. Last two starts, he's been phenomenal. Last start at Baltimore, six innings, seven hits, no earned, 10 Ks. Prior to that, six and a third, four hits, one earned, seven Ks at Minnesota, 26.1, 33.3 points. We know with Carrasco, it's a control thing, and um, the walks have come down. In the last 30 days, he's 16th best on the barrel FIP, uh, 2.54% barrel, striking out 26.6% of the batters he's facing. It's a sneaky spot because a couple reasons. A lot of people will probably sneak towards sale. And you look at a Texas team that strikes out almost 24% of the time versus righties. So the K rate will definitely be there. You know, he's got a swing strike rate close to 12%. Um, swinging strike rate close to 12%. Hard contacts low, like we mentioned. Ground ball rate of almost 44%. Lots to like when it comes to Carrasco. Against Texas, like I said, most people will... Like Texas, they have the fourth lowest total on the board, third lowest on the evening slate at 384. Lefties 311, righties 278. Good Woba, good ISO against righties. So they do have some thump, but they strike out a ton. Upside is definitely there with Carrasco. lot to like about Carrasco tonight. And the third pitcher over 10K is Jose Barrios, $10,700 at Boston. He's given two earned runs in each of his last four starts, 8-6, Those are his K numbers. Uh, 16.1 points, four starts to go, but then 22, 26.4, and 31. The kid has been outstanding. He's averaging almost 24 points on the season. Uh, the beat goes on. A couple caveats here. Bar- or Boston strikes out 18.5% of the time versus righty, so not a huge strikeout team. Then we got Barrios, almost a 25% K rate. Walks are down, swinging strikes around 10%. Very low hard contact, very low home run to fly ball. And for GPPs, he'll be extremely alone because people are always terrified about Boston. And they have a 483 total and they have a 320 Woba, which is a little above average and a basically average, almost below average ISO of 145 versus righties. Um, like I mentioned, they're a team that for some reason just doesn't hit a ton of home runs. They get in their funks. They haven't been lighting the world on fire. They had a big game on Big Poppy Night, which I said would probably happen. Those That's like a thing that happens in baseball. It's really odd. For certain nights like that. Uh, looking at you White Sox. who just laid a dud on Burley Day. Um, but Berrios. Who's been outstanding. Has met the has rung the bell every time he's been asked to. This is a tall task. But the reason I mention him. Is he'll be very very low owned. He'll be very contrarian in a GPP. So there's definitely upside with Berrios tonight. Especially in a six game slate. Where I only have two other pitchers. I'm recommending to you. Because it's it's ugly. And one of those would be Jeff Samarja, $8,400 at home against the Rockies. This is an amazing price tag for Shark. Uh, his last start at Atlanta, six, seven innings, six hits, three earned, eight Ks for 22.2 points. Prior to that, was at Colorado. his bad starts have been at Colorado and at, uh, at Chase Field. So those are, like, I have to remind people that every time, but the guy has been great if you take those out. He got beat up in Colorado, but a lot of those, I was watching that. Two of those home runs were the most coolest things you'll ever see. It was ridiculous. And he pitched like four or five great innings in the sixth inning and just the wheels came off the bus. But um, prior to that, 
he pitched really well against Minnesota, and you just go on and on and on. Great at Milwaukee, okay, against Washington, at Chicago is great, at St. Louis, blah, 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 blah. Been outstanding. Um, you know he's got a chance to give up a couple runs, but when it comes to the shock, we're looking at a guy that's 10th best on the barrel, 5th the last 30 days, getting barrel 3.2% of the time, a K rate of over 26%, which you gotta love. Um, also with Samarja, Rocky strike at almost 22% versus righties, which is outstanding. They got a good swinging strike rate, uh, decent ground ball. And the Rockies have the lowest team total on the slate of 352, lower than Minnesota versus Sale. Lefties are hitting 334, but righties 285. When you look at Colorado, though, outside of Charlie Blackman, they don't have anybody right now left handed that's worth really getting scared about. Tony Walters catching, um, Cargo's out, Amarista if he plays, Tapia if he plays. Nothing that really scares the scares the daylights out of you. Now, Aaron Otto always crushes the Giants in San Francisco. It's just something he does. I don't know why. Maybe it's just me being a Giants fan. But uh, Samarja is in a phenomenal spot, and you're getting quite the price reduction on him at 8400 bucks. This is just um, outstanding in this matchup. He's been – he was 94 his last time out, and then he's been in the 10s prior to that. So this is a great, great spot. With tremendous upside. Like, literally, you know, Colorado can hit anybody. But if Samarja pitches like he can at home in that great pitching ballpark at 8400 bucks, he can outperform any of the top three guys easily. He's going to give you a Samarja-like start of six or seven innings, two to three runs, but get you eight plus Ks. That's outstanding for 8400 bucks. Great, great value with Jeff Samarja. Um, and last but not least, in that same game, Herman Marquez, 7500 against the Gigantes. Marquez... His limits damage, uh, three straight starts of one earned run. I was against Arizona. At, I was at home against Arizona. Then at Pittsburgh and at Chicago. Just not a big strikeout guy. Three, two, and five. He's getting you 12-plus DraftKings points in each of his last four starts, basically. So he doesn't like the world on fire, but he's playing a giant team that strikes out over 19% of the time versus righties. He's got 21.5% strikeout rate, um, 42% ground ball, and it's the Giants, 398 total. It says lefties hitting 348 and righties 346, but again, it's the Giants with a team wall of 291 versus righties, which is horrible. Almost below average ISO of 133. Marquez is worth a look if you're lower options. So, like Marquez and Samarza, you can mix with one of the top guys and still make pretty decent lineups out there. Um, I can't trust Rich Hill. I know it's Dust Great. He's in an okay matchup. And Angels don't strike out a ton. You just don't know how long he's going to pitch. I just I can't pay the price for these guys anymore. If you don't know how long they're going to pitch, it's unbelievably frustrating. And the only other cheap option I could talk about would be Montgomery at Chicago at 7,600. Montgomery's got good stuff, but we love Chicago against lefties. We know this. And they don't strike out a ton versus left-handed pitching, so that's something to keep in mind. Um, lefties 309, righties 295 versus Montgomery. So if you want to be a little different... You can go that route, but I'm going to stick with the main five, and you can look at Montgomery if you need to go there. He's just um, in a – it's not a horrible matchup, but it's not the best matchup in the world. So you go Chris Sale, 12-9 versus Minnesota. Carrasco, 11-6 versus Texas. Barrios, 10-7 at Boston. Samarja, 84 versus Colorado. Marquez, 75 at the Giants. Carrasco's probably my top-priced pitcher. And then it goes Sale, then Barrios. But I like Barrios' upside tremendously. Plus, he's 1200 cheaper than Sale. Almost like He's 900 cheaper than Carrasco. So you're getting savings. And then Zamarja might be the best play on the board. If he pitches the way he can pitch, the upside and the return is tremendous. Now, 
Samarja can go Samarja, and we'll be on tilt before you know it, and we'll be looking at Tuesday lineups. But uh, good thing it's a late game, so at least you'll enjoy the first set of games. But uh, something to think about there. Now let's take a quick look at your bats on this six-game slate. Heading over to the catcher's position. We're highlighted by Gary Sanchez. 5000 bucks at the White Sox on the lefty Holmberg. Love Gary Sanchez. Um, he's better against righties than lefties, surprisingly. But it's Gary Sanchez in a great hitting ballpark against Holmberg. Sanchez has double-digit points in four of his last five games. Uh, mashing the baseball. Just destroying the baseball. Homers in two of those five. I've always said he's a great GPP play at the price tag he's at. Tonight he could be, if you could figure it out with the rest of your lineup, which you should be able to, catching's pretty weak. Uh, Sanchez at 5K is a really, really, I, I rec, I, if you've listened enough, I usually don't recommend him unless GPP only. I recommend him a lot tonight. I like Gary Sanchez quite a bit. Uh, Grandal against Alaska at 4K is very solid. Uh, I like Sanchez because at least he can hit for average, even if he's not going deep. Or Grandal almost has to go yard for you to get value, especially at 4K, or he's still playing him around 3, 32, 33. So Grandal's got the price boost to 4, given Alaska is the third worst barrel fifth the last three days, get, or 30 days, getting barreled 8.05% of the time. So he's getting lit up. So Grandal at 4K is in play. Also, when it comes to Alaska, Dodgers third highest total, second highest on the evening. Yankees are first highest, by the way. Uh, lefty's 323, righty's 342 off Nolasco. Uh Posey versus Marquez at 39. Wilson Contreras versus Gio Gonzalez at 36. I don't mind. We usually always play Gio. I want to put this out there, but I can't play almost 10 grand for Gio. Um, lefty's 265, righty's 325 off of uh, Gio. Lots of righties, bats in that Cubs lineup. Contreras at 36. I think if you're not paying five grand for Sanchez, Grandal's okay. I don't mind going down to 36 for Contreras, who in the last week I keep mentioning is starting to hit with a lot more power, a lot more consistency. 11 points yesterday. He had 16 two starts ago. Um, if you look at his last 10 games, he's averaging 8.6 points from the catcher's position. That's outstanding. Sandy Leone, 3,500 versus Barrios is okay if you want to pay there. One I don't mind is Martin Maldonado at 3,500 versus Hill. I know Hill's really good, and you don't know how much you're getting out of him, but Maldonado versus a lefty is very solid. I don't mind that at all. Had a good weekend in Boston and a good time in New York as well. Streaky hitter, you know, lots of offers, but some good power upside of the catcher's position. Another guy, Robinson Chirinos, 3,200 versus Carrasco. Love Carrasco tonight, but if someone's going to run into a home run uh, and you want a sneaky GPP play, Chirinos has tremendous home run upside. I don't mind him at all at 32. Jan Gomes, uh, Cole Hamill's making his return tonight. That's why I did not recommend him because A, it's Cleveland, and B, coming off the DL, I got to see more. Um, Jan Gomes against the lefty Hamels at 29 could have some value. Matt Wieters hitting at the bottom of the order, but uh, tremendous value at 2,900 versus Eddie Butler. Uh, lefties do hit pretty well off Butler. Let me double-check this. Uh, when it comes to the Nats, third highest total on the evening. Lefties, 373. Righties, 363. Nats, 347 well, but 203 ice overs righties. They crush them. Weeders at 2900 has some nice value at Butler. If you're if you're not going to pay up a catcher, Weeders is probably the low priced option. I would go. I'd go him over Gomes even. You know, Gomes has good power upside. Weeders in a great matchup against Eddie Butler. Um, so 2900 for Weeders. Don't mind that at all. And then a guy I mentioned to you a lot, especially when they're facing lefties. If you want to uh, like a punt play at catcher, is Kevin Smith of the Chicago White Sox faces lefties a lot. 
You know, he doesn't light the world on fire, but, you know, he had a three-point game, an 11-point game, a three-point game, 5, 11, 21. He, he has the – he's not going to get – like, he's got the offers in him, but when he has good games, he has really good games. So he's got that tremendous upside at 2500 bucks as a punt catcher. It's what you're looking at. So – uh, Smith at 25 is a punt I like. And Tony Walters from Colorado at 25 if you want to go there. But I'd take Smith over Walters. So a couple decent options down below. But I love Sanchez tonight. But totally understand if you don't want to pay for catcher because there's tons of other good bats, you can go down to, to Weeders at 29, Smith at 25. Don't mind that at all. First base, Cody Bellinger, 5500 bucks. Play him. He's first base alpha eligible. He's facing Alaska. He's horrible. He has so much hard contact. Bellinger, two more homers yesterday. The kid is just insane. Um, yeah, you just can't say enough about him. He's got 24 homers now. It's just ridiculous, ridiculous. Um, his last 10 days, check these out. Last 10 days, he's 15 for 42 with five doubles, six homers, 15 RBIs, 10 runs scored, freaking 357 average. The last 10 games, he's averaging 15.6 DraftKings points. He's worth the price tag. I know he had like one dud on me last week. I played him almost every day. I get one or two duds, but the days he performed, my God, just blow up. Uh, Zimmerman versus Butler at 48 is not bad at all. Rizzo versus Gonzalez at 48. Remember, he hits lefties really well leading off, so don't ignore him. Encarnacion versus the lefties. Hamill is 47. Encarnacion versus the lefties, outstanding. Uh, Matt Holiday versus the lefty Holmberg at 43. I like that a lot if you want to kind of be different because everyone's going to kind of Flock towards the top. Holiday has some tremendous upside at 43. Matt Davidson, first base, third base at 39 versus Montgomery. Montgomery doesn't give up a lot of hard contact, and, he does, and he's got a great home run to fly ball. It's a very good hitter's ballpark. If you want to be contrarian, you play the White Sox. But it's like I don't want to pitch him because I know how well the White Sox hit lefties, but it's hard to like load up on him. But it's a good contrarian angle. Adam Land, if he gets to start versus Eddie Butler at 37, is a really, really good value play at first base. Some tremendous upside at that price tag. Carlos Santana, 36 versus Hamels. He's been struggling, but there's there's power potential there. Uh, Brandon Velt versus Marquez. I want to mention him. Uh, he's first base outfield eligible. His last uh, 10 games, he's hitting 250, but he's got he's averaging eight DraftKings points per start. He had three homers in his last 10 games. Um he only had three points last night, but then prior to that, 16, 11, 16, 12, 16. He's been on a nice little run um, in his last you know five or so games. Going up against Marquez, who we mentioned, lefties 348, righties 346 for whatever that's worth to you. Small sample size, but um, Belt is a sneaky... I don't want to go all in on the Giants, but he's an interesting play at 36, first base outfield eligible. Uh, as you go down the list, you know, you got Mitch Moreland at 34 if you want to go there. Kenneth Vargas for sale at 34. Vargas hits lefties extremely well with power if you want to be, you know, contrarian and fade these guys. Because Sale, like we said, Sale's been giving up three-plus runs in like five, six, seven straight starts. He's going to get a ton of strikeouts. He's giving up runs. He's giving up home runs. So if you want to be contrarian, there's power upside there. A guy like Vargas at 34. Uh, Dozier's cheap and a little. We'll get to him. Uh, I'm not saying go all in on the Twins, but there's upside there if you want to be different, especially on a small slate, which is not a bad thing on the small slates. Bigger slates, you can be a little more chalky because the, the the ownership will be spread out more. Small slates, people are going to flock to your Nationals and Dodgers and stuff. 
Second base, Daniel Murphy, 5,200 is in a tremendous spot versus Butler. Love him. Jose Ramirez, second base, third base eligible. Switch hitting versus Hamels at 51. Uh, if you want to go down to 4,400 bucks, Ian Happ, second base outfield eligible. He's a switch hitter. He can hit just fine versus Gonzalez. Chris Taylor, second base outfield eligible, 4,200 versus Nolasco is a solid play. So if you don't want to pay up, those two guys are in great spots. As you go down the list, um, Kipnis at 37. He hits lefties just fine. But there's Dozier at 37 versus Sale. I mentioned Dozier's history versus Sale is outstanding. I can repeat it to you real quick. Um, Dozier's 11 for 38 lifetime with four doubles and three home runs and 11 RBIs. So not too shabby when you're looking at that. He's 3700 bucks. Uh, Javi Baez hits lefties extremely well. He's second base shortstop eligible. He's 36 versus Geo. Uh, as you go down the list, Chase Utley can be sneaky. He's first base, second base eligible. He's $3,300 versus Nolasco. Only if he's hitting towards the top of the order, like leading off. If he's down towards the bottom, I'm not as big a fan. But towards the top, he could be a sneaky GPP value player. And as you go down the list, that is it at second base. Let's head over to the third base position. And look into, uh, we mentioned Jose Ramirez already. You got Arenado, 5,100 versus Samarja. Rendon, 47 versus Butler, like both of them. Chris Bryant just destroys lefties. He's 47 versus Gio. Um, I can't wait till Gio throws a great game today. I'm mad I didn't use him. People that stacked Chicago's going to be pissed. But I can't blame you because easily we could flip a coin and see Chicago score 10 runs against Gio. Um, he's, he's, been, he's been playing with fire a lot of starts lately and getting away with it. Justin Turner, 46 versus Nolasco. Turner mashes right-handers. Nolasco gets hit by righties. That's a sneaky good play because people won't go there. Uh, the Todd Father at 41 versus Montgomery. If you're fading Montgomery, it's okay. I uh, mentioned Davidson already. Miggy Sano, 38 versus Sale. There's a lot of strikeout potential there against Sale, but he can run into one and put one over the monster in a heartbeat. Uh, you got Eduardo Escobar, switch hitting versus Sale at uh, 3,400. Not too pumped on that one, but it's there. As you go down the list, though, it's pretty bleak at the third base position. Like, really bad. Like, nothing worth. Ryder Jones, if you want a $2,000 punt, he'll be starting at third base for the Giants against Marquez. It's a phenomenal punt. Uh, the upside's there. The kid was raking in the minors. He's raking in the minors. He's a uh, left-handed bat. He hasn't really done much. He's 0 for 6 in his first two professional games but uh maybe tonight's night against the schneidy's 2k if he goes over it doesn't kill you he's a punt but tons of upside you don't want to really punt third base very often but 2k is a a big time uh upside play trey turner 53 versus butler turner has been amazing he's been just smoking right-handed pitching but much better than left-handed actually uh on saturday if you missed it five for five four runs scored uh 29 DraftKings points at 15 points on friday been playing really 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 well Corey Seager's day-to-day is 5,200. If he's in the lineup, it's a great spot for Seager. Lindor at 46 versus Hamels is not bad at all. Didi Gregorius hits lefties very, very, very well. He's only 3,900 bucks. There's a lot of value if you want to pay up for pitching, or even if you have to just because Samarja and the other guys are expensive. Uh, there's a lot of guys in the you know, low fours to three range that aren't bad at all with tremendous upside. Uh, you got Anderson Simmons versus the lefty Hill at 38. It's not bad. I mentioned Escobar. Um, Crawford's been so, so bad, but his price is down to 3K if you want to 
hope for some value against Marquez. Like I'm not, I know I mentioned in a lot of Giants bats. It's just because they're cheap and there's upside, but we're so used to the downside with them too. But um, it's 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 weird because they they can produce. It's just so freaking just they don't win. Tell you that much. Let's go to the outfield and wrap it up here. Judge versus Holmberg at fifty six hundred bucks is insane. <laughs> Judge and Bellinger both in great spots. Harper at fifty four versus Butler is outstanding. Blackman fifty two versus Samarja is not bad at all. Gardner versus Holmberg at forty six is sneaky because he's lefty lefty. He'll be low owned. Ian Happ I like at forty four. Talked about him. Uh, Jock Jams at forty three versus Nolasco. Tremendous home run upside there. Avisel Garcia loves facing lefties. I keep mentioning Montgomery's soft contact, but Garcia's 42 with some good upside there. Maven, 42, keeps raking. He's facing Hill. Mention Chris Taylor. Ben Intendi, 41 versus Berrios, if you want to fade Berrios. Uh, Michael A. Taylor continues to crush the baseball. He's 4K against Butler. He's hitting like seventh in the lineup, which sucks, but he's crushing it. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., 39. Uh, Want to play? I do like Brian Goodwin for the Nats. He's been batting second. He's thirty eight hundred bucks. I know it's Geo's the lefty. Lefty's not ideal, but just something to think about. Maybe they put Taylor up at second, and then we can really enjoy it. Um, Sensu Chu at thirty six, leading off first Carrasco. If you want to be contrarian, Denard Span thirty six for some value. I mentioned Belt. I'm going to somehow put together a giant stack and be really pissed off by the end of the night. I can see it because there's the values there with the upside versus Marquez, who like, he's been limiting damage, but he's another guy that's been playing with fire a lot. Uh, Melky Cabrera at 33 versus Montgomery. It's not bad. Some value there. As you go down a little farther, Tyler Austin at 3,200 versus Holmberg. Lefty-lefty might get the night off, but we'll see on that one. Buxton's 31 versus Sale. I'd probably stay away there, but you never know. Um, Almora Jr. for Chicago's 3K. He gets to face lefties a lot in that lineup, so not a bad value play in that one. I could definitely see that being worth a look. Because other than that, there's not a ton of value down here as I keep... Yeah, that's it. So value outfield's not really there. Your best punt play, I'm telling you, I know he hasn't hit, but Ryder Jones at 2K... There's upside. Even if it's a single or walks and scores, you're getting value out of them. So it's not the worst thing in the world. All right, let's recap it. Your pitching sale at 12-9 versus uh, Minnesota. Carrasco 11-6 versus Texas. Burials 10-7 at Boston. Out of th- those three, I like Carrasco with his strikeout upside the most. But then, you know, Sale's going to get his. And Barrios is a very solid, solid GPP play. All three are in play tonight for me because I'm a GPP guy over cash. I like all three. I'll probably go heaviest on Barrios just to be contrarian, but if you want to be quote-unquote safer, I'd go Carrasco. And don't just ignore Sale. Sale is phenomenal. He's been getting hit around a lot, but as long as he keeps getting those strikeouts, gets you towards double digits, you're going to get your 25-plus points. Um, but we know Minnesota doesn't strike out a lot, but Chris Sale's different. He's just different. And then below that, you got Samarja at 84, Marquez at 75. Love Samarja and his upside tonight. Love that upside. I mentioned you can go Montgomery if you want to be a little different. You just got to pray that he doesn't walk the world. Um, but that's about it for the pitching. When you're stacking, Yankees team total 5-2-3 leads the way versus Holmberg. Love that one. Sanchez, Judge are expensive but phenomenal. Dodgers, 5-0-8 versus Nolasco. Mentioned 3-23 versus lefties, 3-42 versus righties. Bellinger and company. Utley could be sneaky of leading off. Don't forget that. 
Nats versus Butler, 504 total. Lefties, 373. Righties, 363. That's phenomenal. Um, White Sox versus Montgomery. They do just destroy lefties. Uh, the team total is 477. Like, lefties only hitting 309. Righties only 295 versus Montgomery. I mentioned he limits the hard contact. Does do, does walk a little too many. But uh, they destroy left-handed pitching. Like, Avisel Garcia... Frazier, Davidson, Abreu hits him well. He has zero home runs at home, though, so keep that in mind. Smith is a value catcher. There's some plays there to be had. Cubs versus Geo, lefties 265, righties 325. That is a super heavy righty lineup. Total's only 446. Um, could be an interesting play there. And the beat goes on. So there's value in the Giants lineup and some other sneaky contrarian looks if you want to go those directions. But a nice little six-game slate to get our week started slowly. you got a two-game day slate. Um, keep in mind, we'll have a big week ahead, so don't go too crazy if you don't like it. Um, smaller slates, you got to be a little more contrarian because everyone's chalky. Maybe play cash instead of GPP. Whatever floats your boat. But there are some good tournaments out there. A $6 one, 50K to first. There's good things to look at. Um, some good satellites to go play in. Some little things you can dabble in on a small slate. But if you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter at BDentric. Check us out, thesportsdgens.com. Hope you guys enjoyed the awesome golf coverage last week. The UFC coverage was amazing by Doc, and the, the NASCAR has been great by by Josh. You guys are liking it. Lots of uh, lots of like there, and he just, he's just covering it and covering it well. So good stuff there. Uh, but check us out, thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. And, again, hit me up on Twitter with any questions, at BDentric. Rate, review. Subscribe on Spreaker, SoundCloud, and iTunes. But more importantly, good luck tonight, and I will catch you guys tomorrow. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your June 26th edition. I'm out.